Hello and welcome to Cage Club. Two fans, 100-ish movies, 98 movies, and one cage. This is episode 109, Pig, from 2021. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And Mike, I realized, I, I leaned over to you when we watched this movie, and I was like, this is the first dialogue we've heard Cage speak this year, because he yeah. hosted, this is the third episode of Cage Club this year. Right. He hosted History of Swear Words, which was written for him, but yeah, doesn't count. not a movie. And then he doesn't have a line of dialogue in Willis Wonderland. Not a single word. So here, it's another man of few words. Yes, yes. But I was like, this is a, this is a new thing for yeah. 2021. Yeah, it's good. And how many of those words are the word pig? Most of them. <laughs> I want my pig. I want my pig back. I'm where's, looking for a pig. I want a truffle pig. Where's my pig? It was a truffle pig. Another uh, important monumental thing. This is a return to theaters for Nicolas Cage, mm. which is a very big deal. What was the last movie? Was it Spider-Verse? So, so it was, there was Spider-Verse that got a wide release, but the last time Cage starred in a movie that was in theaters was the limited release of Mandy through the draft mm. house. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. That was a limited release. And then before that might have been Snowden, where he just had a small role. Which we saw in theaters. Oh, Croods 2, I think, got... Um, well, that was a pandemic release. So yeah, maybe true. I think it was in theaters, but not when people were really going to theaters. And it also wasn't live action Cage. So like this is sort of, you know, more what we were looking for. Yeah. Uh, but Pig, boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> great. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, like this, this movie is just different. I mean, this couldn't be further from Willy's Wonderland if you tried, right? Yeah. I did not like that one. I know you didn't I like this it. one. And I, I like, you know, Willy's Wonderland, I like it. It's a certain type of film, but this is like prestige Cage. This is great. There was a thing that I uh, that I an article that I read in the pandemic, and I don't know if this necessarily fits this, but it was talking about nice movies. Okay, and I don't think that this is necessarily a nice movie because it begins with an act of violence. But I think mm-hmm. that there is at its core here a message that is like, be nice to people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. live your life, yes, find the things that bring you joy, and do those things, yes. And cherish every day. Like, that's the message of this movie. Yes. And yeah. even though this movie begins with a horrific act of violence where Cage is assaulted and has, like, I don't want to say the love of his life, because that seems to cheapen. This, his, the his, second love of his life. His wife died. But the the thing that he cares most about in this world, mm-hmm. this pig. Yeah. Is the pig named? I know it's a girl. Oh, I thought for a second he might have said its name, something like Wilbur. And I... I you know, like from Charlotte's Web or something, but that could have just been me. <laughs> so it's stolen from him. And yeah. then by the end of the movie, we find out that the pig did not survive the ordeal, that the, mm-hmm. the, the tweakers that had abducted it were too rough with it and the pig dies. And so Cage is broken. I mean, Cage Club Bingo, get your cards out. Cage is uh, exasperated a broken man. Yep. Uh, his collapse. I mean, again, some of the best acting we've seen, like genuinely best acting we've seen from him in a long time. In spite of the fact that you know, the thing that he loves the most in this world is taken from him, that he suffers another horrific loss and moment of grief in this movie. I think there's something core to this movie that is a nice, positive movie. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, he's not a manic pixie dream girl, but he's kind of just like inspiring <laughs> people to like be better people. Yeah, he's a manic pixie old man at this point, I guess. No, you're you're definitely right. Like, also, a lot of this movie is about pain and suffering pain and overcoming pain and going through pain and hardships. And, you know, having someone by your side 
to help you through that that yeah. Cage has in this movie as well. Like that definitely goes along with the theme of where I think this is coming from is like everybody's having a hard time. There's no need to make it any harder on anybody right. else. You know, if anything, come together and help that other person and you know, you might find that it's it that's its own reward. Um, it can make you a better person without even realizing it, trying to do something for someone else. So, yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, it's, it's so the violence there. There's another violent scene, which was a little oh, perplexing. Sure. We'll, we'll talk. We'll get to there. Tyler Durden in a minute. But yeah, I think that that's what that sort of his look in the movie is a projection of his soul, basically. Right. Yeah. Like he's this bloodied, disheveled, beaten man on the outside. And that's you know, reflective of who he is at the moment on the inside. So what this movie is about, the pig gets stolen and he's trying to find the pig back. It's it, so, I love how simple yep. it's just, and it goes from A to B mm-hmm. and it just follows the road, Yep. you know, and it's just so nice that a movie can just unfold. Yep. It just unfolds and it's so nice. He is helped by the guy who buys, so Cage, when things are not breaking bad, <laughs> uses his pig or helps has his pig help him find truffles. Yes. Which it turns out doesn't he doesn't need the pig. He can find the pig the truffles on his own, but he just loves the pig. And so Alex Wolf, who is the son from Hereditary, yeah. comes and every Thursday buys truffles from Cage. We you know marks up and sells to his clients or whatever. It's just you know beneficial, mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, he's like a minor food dealer. Yes. In the you know high stakes game of food dealing, elevated <laughs> food Portland. scene of Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Eventually, we find out that Alex Wolf had told his... What's his name in the movie? Do we know his name in the movie? I think it, I, Amir? He tells his dad, who's played by Adam Arkin, off-screen before the movie starts, that uh, you know he's been working with this guy, Robin Feld, who is a former like world-class chef from the Portland food scene, mm-hmm. played by Cage. And he has left the game and now just lives on his own, uh, ostensibly probably after his wife died. Yeah, we he, find out that that is the yeah. reason, basically. Cage has all these connections, but I guess out of jealousy or territory or just anger toward his son, because his wife's also dying, Adam Arkin, Alex father in the movie, has these junkies, these tweakers, steal the pig to just like disrupt his son's business flow. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that feels like it um like he feels like his son is maybe encroaching a little too much in his business, so he's just going to take that part of the business too and and things just go, you know, totally wrong. Uh, it, it is very interesting, though, how, like, uh, that guy seems to be sort of the evil Cage, like the reflection, like Cage got out of the game. Yeah. And then this guy's dad sort of took over in a way, not that he's the chef, but like. In oh, a but also suffered man. a similar equal loss. Yeah. But went yeah. the other way with it. Right. Right. And and there's some interesting stuff, too, going on with memory dropped here and there as well, where like Cage seems to have a perfect memory. He remembers everybody and every meal he ever prepared. And then the, the dad seems to have no memory of whether like he seems to be this guy completely shut off and void of all that kind of stuff until like the meal unlocks it again yeah and so like there's kind of a nice yin and yang between those two yeah because alex wolf says that his his parents always used to go out and they always you know just fight and come back angry but there was one meal that they had that we found out that the cage cooked that made them so happy and so cage thinks that he'll get the pig back by appealing to that inner sense Mm -hmm. so they're on this journey to get these ingredients to make this meal and then that's when we find out that the pig died and they all just kind of go their separate ways and just you know in one way or another move on with their life but while they're getting the ingredients alex wolf goes to like a a graveyard or like a mausoleum or something Mm -hmm. yeah and you know he's using robin's name everywhere cage's name everywhere 
and he gets his bottle of wine. And that's when the like groundskeeper, the owner, whoever is like, oh, here is where Lori's kept, mm-hmm. where Lori's buried. He's like, who's Lori? And we find out that that's, you know, we knew, but it's confirmed there. It was Cage's wife. And she's like, I saved the spot next to her. He didn't ask me to, but I saved the spot next to her for, for Cage. And as soon as the pig was confirmed dead, I was just like, I wonder if he's going to use that other spot for the pig. Just has him have his wife and the pig <laughs> side by side in this mausoleum. Mm, I don't think he ever sees that pig again, unfortunately. No, but, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, you could, you could still thought. put up a little plaque well, there. That's the thing, too, is like the pig was totally like a surrogate for him. For, like him dealing with the death of his wife and it's not entirely healthy i mean what he'd ended up doing just detaching himself from society and going into the mountains and and finding truffles and stuff like that's not healthy necessarily but like it's a coping mechanism and now that the pig's gone like i think by the end um when he's listening to the tape of his dead wife and he's looking up and everything he's finally sort of realized that he can let go of all that and and move on and everything and maybe the pig was even holding him back at some in some sure. weird way or something and i don't think really i don't think we get a impression of where he's going to go when the movie ends yeah. i don't think he's going to return to portland no. i think he could if he wanted to i think he's going to be okay right i think that's all you really need to be left to know he tells amir to come visit him on thursday well not even just come visit just like keep by the truffles right just like keep the we're gonna keep oh, it going yeah yeah because over the closing credits you were like you, know, you want to stick around and see if there's a post credit scene like a joke i'm like well no i just want to see like <laughs> and like there's like very softly like he's digging for truffles yeah there's as close to a post credit scene as you would get Mm-hmm. In a movie like this, for sure. But just like, it, you know, life goes on, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think he's finally able to move on, though. You know, when we meet him in this movie, he's definitely in a dark place. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he has a new friend, even. So Yeah. Well, let's talk about the where the dark place leads him, that oh, there is this Hotel Portland that had been torn down. But it has become and has turned into essentially a, a version of... Fight club for the Portland food scene. Yeah, for, for sort of struggling chefs or not, uh, if you just want to get your kicks, can go to this underground kumite and just yeah. like get your try and last is basically what it seems like. The longer you last, the more money you get. And they have one guy who just is there and will punch you in the face over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, so I, the way that it seems, and I don't know because they don't explain the rules because it also doesn't matter. Someone puts their name on the list, and then someone else, I don't know if they pay for the privilege to beat the shit out of them, but the the person who's receiving the beating cannot fight back. Right. And however long you last before you tap out, I guess up to a minute, you get some X amount of dollars per second or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess everybody else kicks in money for like to watch it's unclear think, it seems like maybe a betting situation it all sort of stems from the idea that cage has been away for too long that no one really remembers who he is so he doesn't have any clout right and he goes to that one dude first with the food trucks and the guy's like you're nobody right and then that's also the dude running this fight club thing so i think cage was just there to make a point to be like i'm back and i'm serious and that's how he gets the info about like the next lead the next clue to where the pig might be because he goes there and he survives the full minute and even like probably 15 seconds after that like the guy should have pulled the plug and that's when he you know goes to the restaurant that Alex Wolf's dad sells to. But if but if anything, that scene is like the fight club scene. Yeah. Did that even like really happen that way? Like I'm I don't know. Like it is such a weird 
cool like inclusion into an otherwise very streamlined I don't want to say basic because that gives it the wrong impression but like it's very naturalistic it, it's you know what I mean like it was it looks like it was shot in real places and it's very simple in a good way so when that scene comes up it's almost like surreal psychotic at times and things so I, I don't know I love it but I was definitely like this is this is a weird ass thing to be putting in a movie I think this is a good time to mention that this is written and directed by Michael Sarnoski who's never made a feature film before uh, he co-wrote the story with this woman Vanessa Block who has never written anything before I don't know where these people came from uh, I don't know it's it's remarkable how good and polished and you commented like slow, but like in a good way, just like patient, right? Just yeah. like this is a very like we're saying simple story. It's ninety minutes long. There's a confidence here mm-hmm. and a trust in Cage and to a lesser extent Alex Wolf, but just mostly in Cage and in the audience to be like, just go with it. Yeah, and this this director is very good director. I'm thinking like two scenarios. One is like you said, like he trusts Cage to. Not, I don't want to say do his thing necessarily, but like to to have done the work, not to just show up and shoot a movie, but to he probably, you know, tried to research some kind of truffle scene in Portland or whatever. I'm sure he did something like that or something or other. Um, but also, I think Cage might have taken direction really well from this guy, too, you know, and, and I think there's a good there's a good vibe between actor and director going on that is on screen that is palpable and enjoyable because like you said he just lets the camera sit on cage Mm -hmm. and cage is comfortable letting the camera sit on him so it just seems like there's a lot of trust going on in this project and yeah i just love the way like there's no trim you know what i'm saying there's nothing to slim off of this movie at all it's just everything that it needs is there you can eat the whole plate (laughs) there's no more to cut you know we were saying like the trust we're using the word trust but when i saw the trust at south by there was those young up-and-coming directors who talked about like getting nicholas cage in your movie and like you guarantee it gets seen but like that's where your budget goes right and i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. what happened here but it feels like this is just a guy who like made a movie and got nicholas cage again everybody's writing about this because i feel like this is to a large extent of people like a return for cage like yeah it's back in theaters like we talked about but it's mm-hmm. also like a good performance mm-hmm. which he's had recently but also right. the volume at which he's put things out and i feel like and as you know and as people who listen to the podcast know like i've not struggled with recent cage movies but like I've been down on recent Cage movies because, like, there's a lot of schlock and not, like, in a fun way. Right, right. Just, like, I'm going to make eight movies and six are going to be whatever. And, like, two are going to be good. Yeah. I'm glad that people are writing about this. I did not want to read anything before I saw the movie because I didn't want to, like, bias or prejudge or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder how this all happened, where this guy came from, where the the woman he wrote it with came from, how Cage got on board. I'm going to dig into this more after we're done recording but I'm just glad that it worked out. And it just seems like, and I think the comparison's also easy, although it might not be whatever, but like, you know, another three letter movie that Cage starred in, but Joe, a very simple, right, right. dirty in a way, mm-hmm. great movie, great, that's all yeah. almost single handedly predicated on his performance. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard comparisons. I've seen, I saw the trailer before, but I've not read anything once it was released. I saw that it was getting rave reviews. Um, I think more people are paying attention and, you know, people have been like, well, you guys are only saying that this movie is sort of Cage's return because you didn't see Mandy or you didn't see this. You didn't. And it's like, that's the thing, like 
Mandy is a horror movie, and like even if it is a great Nicolas Cage performance, it's going to turn off like a lot of the mainstream right. audience, and especially like you know the Academy or whatever. But this movie, okay, is like this is like an indie darling. Like yeah. this is as close as it gets, and like people are going to be watching this movie, and like I feel like guys like Hanks might watch this movie and be like. Oh my God, I wanted to do, you know, like if I didn't pass up just because the script said pig on the cover or whatever, like I didn't know it was going to be about truffles or what, you know, like the, the underground food scene and all mm-hmm. that kind of, like, it seems like the kind of movie that I could have seen a lot of other A-list, like Colin Farrell, for some reason, kept popping into my head okay. watching this movie. Maybe part of his performance from The Lobster was like in there. Yeah, like that's the other part of it, too, is like it's it's very mainstream as far as its sensibilities. Like it's it's also in mainstream movie theaters. Like this is in like yeah. my shitty AMC. And, and you know, good for people who haven't been paying attention and are like, where has Nicolas Cage been for 15 years? Good for those people who are finally like, there he is and this is what yeah. he's doing. Good. I'm glad that, like, something finally, you know, reached out and grabbed them and touched them. I mean, not everyone can be like us, Joey, unfortunately. Who well, they just shouldn't. Like, they shouldn't they be. <laughs> down for everything that he touches. Um, so, yeah, this is certainly on another level. I was just scrolling through IMDb as you were talking and looking at the ratings for Nicolas Cage movies, because I know, you know, they're not all reflective, obviously, but, like, almost all of the movies since Joe have been in the fours or fives on IMDb, which is just, like, if you're just somebody, like, looking at IMDb, if you if you don't really follow movies, yeah. and you're just looking for, like, a movie to watch, and you reference IMDb, you're like, why would I watch, it's got a 4.5 or something. Even movies that he's been good in, like The Trust, which I think is a especially compared to other movies he's made recently much better mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. still like a 5.4 like it's just there's no there's no reason to grab you you have to go all the way back to like back to back into the crudes and jail where it's like they're both like one's a 7.2 and one's like a 6.9 but like that's a long time like again you yeah. were saying mandy has a like a 6.5 or something but mandy is going to alienate based on premise or genre 70 percent of potential yeah, yeah. watchers because like even if you like horror, you might not like intense cult horror, right? Like if there's and psychedelic exactly. and whatever, like yeah. it's a very sort of subgenre niche thing, which is undoubtedly like his best performance since Joe, this pig mm-hmm. notwithstanding. This is a movie that anybody could watch. Mandy is not a movie that anybody could watch. Yeah, so yeah. I think your point that it's just, you know, it's a return, a deeper return, like a more archival return is is right on. Yeah. Those were rough years. No, no, you know, they, he had ups and downs during those. And, and like, what about the movie where he went to go catch Osama bin Laden on his own? Like, Army of One. Army of One. Like, that should have, that, there's no reason, like, that was, shouldn't have been in theaters. And, like, people shouldn't have loved it and liked it as much as the comedies out at that time. But again, kind of maybe too politically polarizing. And, yeah. like, you're right. Like, there's, there's been things here and there that the public had a chance to sort of catch, but, right. but they were never in the spotlight long enough. Or yeah, or or as as built for a wider audience. And like, I don't want to besmirch the man who wants to work. And the reason we're doing this is basically because this had happened. But he kind of tarnished his name by doing so many movies, right? Like the reason we did this yeah. podcast. Well, he did, and he, he but not in the way like Sam Jackson didn't tarnish his name by doing so many movies. Nick Cage tarnished maybe his name by experimenting more as an actor sure. whatever I it is because I, I think because the reason we did the podcast and i, I want to make sure that we always keep this in mind and i don't right. think that we forget this but i think that other people who maybe are new to the podcast don't know but like i 
don't like memes. I don't like <laughs> internet jokes. I just think it's lazy. I don't think they're like they can be funny, but just like as an art form, if you want to call them art, mm -hmm. exhausting. Okay. We started the podcast because there was a time where people were like, oh, Nicolas Cage, not the bees. They're not the bees guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He right. also won an Academy Award. Also Moonstruck. Yes, you know? <laughs> he's he's made 70 movies. Right. Sure, he did The Wicker Man. Right. He's also did a lot of other you know, a lot of other things. So we started the podcast to be like, the internet loves him for the wrong reasons. Is he a good actor? The internet basically said he's a bad, he's the worst actor alive or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Is he a good actor? And we unequivocally say yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the success rate has been lower recently, but it's usually... Not his fault. Sometimes it's his fault. Yes. Usually not his fault in right. a bad movie. Right. It's like a it's like a an Ouroboros, it's like a self-fulfilling mm -hmm. prophecy where it's like Nicolas Cage makes another movie, it gets reported on, it raises awareness. It's almost certainly like lately not a great movie. Mm -hmm. People make fun of it. Yes. And it just feeds into the cycle. Right. And it's like, oh, you know that movie where like he's on a boat with exotic animals, or he's like uh, a samurai swordsman fighting aliens. It's like, why are, what? <laughs> so the people who don't watch the movies. Trafficking cocaine, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I, I I don't know, man. It, it's a weird, yeah. a weird place. And again, I don't want to fault the guy for wanting to work because he's also made many of our favorite movies. Right. And this is a great movie, but I think that there is something that he has created wherein it's scaring people away. Seeing yeah. him in a movie scares people you, away. You, you shouldn't be scared. You're right. Instead of making jujitsu, why... Didn't Shane Black call him up and put him in the last Predator movie? It's the know. same movie. Like, you know, it kind of makes sense. A light bulb goes off in your head now. And it's like he is making the same movies just in a much lower budget on the other side of the world with, like, way less people involved. But, like, it's still along the same lines of the movies coming out, like, with the budgets and stuff. But it's 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 tough it's tough it's tough the one the one thing i'm wondering about sometimes is like he makes so many movies and he does so many tries out so many different things in different movies i hope that certain performances aren't being put in the wrong movie sometimes like you sure. know like he's trying the wrong thing out at the wrong time or it's like oh what if he did this but in the other movie kind of thing so i almost worry about the actor at times working too much in that regard um, but if anything, Pig proved that, you know, he still has what he, yeah. what it takes inside him. Like, this is insane. You know, we've talked about it on this podcast, and I know that Joe, too, and I have talked about it, like, on the Zack Attack when we were still doing that one, where, like, we want a big-name director to, quote-unquote, save the mm. actor, right? Like, why doesn't Tarantino cast Nicolas Cage or Zac Efron and show the world that they've still got it, or they can do something different? Yeah. I don't know if Nicolas Cage is interested in that, because I feel like if yeah. he wanted to, I don't know for sure, but if he was like, hey, I want to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, he would have been in that movie. I, I read one little blurb that came out after this, because it was like the headline on, on the Twitter scroll or mm -hmm. whatever. And he's like, I don't think I could go back to Disney. Oh, yeah, tweet, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was that little where he's like, yeah. it's such a different world now, even from when he was doing films that like, could you imagine Cage like on a green screen for no. a whole day trying to like... And I, uh, I think that's what he likes. I think he likes, we, we know that he likes working. I think that he likes experimenting, like you were saying mm -hmm. with different performances, but I think finding new direct, I think, he, you know, I don't know. This is all speculation now, but like, he probably knows, and we know, that, like, if if he wanted to win another Academy Award, he has to find, like, the right, like, he goes into, like, a, de, uh, you know, a, a Robert Eggers movie or, like, a Scorsese or something that just, like, you know, gets buzz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and he could he could get cast in that because he has the clout and he could ha- he has the talent still obviously and he could get awards buzz but i don't think he wants to i think he doesn't need to either i think this True. movie proves that i think this movie's going to get him recognized and it might even i don't want to sound too crazy here or anything but i think a lot of people are going to look at this and go you can do what he did you don't need like i think guys like bruce willis might take a might take a breather and go, oh, okay, I can keep going on demand. I don't have to have everything come out in theaters. Yeah. Like, I can do my thing, and, and like, the right project could come could still come along. Like, a career can be a long time. Yeah. They missed their shot. He would have been a great grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok or something like that. Like, it needs to be a role sort of, like, in that zone where it's, like, a one-off cameo playing off his persona you know, because I could never see him come back and play that stuff serious, you know, or or not have fun with it. Like in the DC universe, like I couldn't see him. Well, maybe he'd go in there and be his hard boiled detective self. I really want him to show up in the next Spider-Man movie as Spider-Man Noir. He doesn't have to take off the mask. But like if Spider if they're Spider-Verse hopping in the next in the next Marvel movie, like, yeah, that would be hilarious. I mean, as we record this in the last week, the untitled Joe Exotic project on Amazon got next. We Yay. still have out Prisoners of the Ghost Land, which is going to happen at some point, which is sounds great. Out All people have bars. seen. But next year we have his movie. I don't know that we have any more coming this year. We we might. Okay. I don't know. We're good. We hit our quota. But the movie where he plays himself is coming mm. out. There's one written and directed by Tim Brown, who I don't know who looks like most of like a producer I've, called the retirement plan we've got butchers crossing he plays a guy named miller so i don't know if that's a play on miller's crossing but it's by gay written directed by gabe polsky who's mostly like a producer i don't know i don't but know like it's hard to tell because i remember this was supposed to come out before the one with the primal with the other pig with the with the giant sure. hogzilla yeah 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 so it's and there's a few Keanu movies that never got made down the pike. And who thought The Matrix Four would come out before you know his like Italian race car movie, <laughs> Rally Car, <laughs> Rally Car. I, I think the future for Nicolas Cage is filled with endless possibility, and I don't know what he wants to do, but I don't think he's going to go back to the mainstream based on the quote and based on just like the career choices he's made. And yeah. I just hope that he finds. If he's going to make eight in a year, that's fine. But, like, hopefully they hit more than they miss. Hopefully there's more like this and like Mandy and instead of just, like, most of what we've covered recently. Exactly. Like, and I think that this is how it all... I have a feeling that Pig came along by him saying sort of, not yes to everything, but trying everything. You know what I mean? And, like, you... And that is sort of... I'm glad that that was the result. You know what I'm saying? If he had to do all of that in the last decade to get to here, yeah. and if this is going to be where he is for, for a while, like I'm glad he had, you know, he put in all that sort of time and figured things out because damn, like it really, like I rewatched Mandy a couple weeks ago and like, there is sort of a zone he goes to when, mm-hmm. when he takes it up a notch, you know, and like he's there with this performance. I think I want him to be cast in things that are not written for him. Because I think when things get written for him, it's like, oh, here comes the Cage moment. That's like this movie. This movie didn't feel like it had any Cage injected sort of after the fact. Like, oh, you could say, oh, it's Nick Cage hanging out. His best friend's a pig. Okay, that's Cage enough. Right. right? But like, 
I said earlier, like, it doesn't feel that way. It's not like him screaming alpaca or something like that, you know, right. which is my now go-to reference for sort of what you don't really want out of it. Even in that regard, like, again, I could have seen, you know, a number of people in this role. Not that they would have done it as well. I think Cage really made it his own and everything. But it's that it's just that type of film where it's like, oh, yeah, you get it. You get a actor for this and they're going to run the show. Anything else? I was very exciting. Um, I don't. I think I leaned over to you and I said, I don't think I've ever had truffle in my life. Oh, I actually had before. a truffle burger last week. Oh, I went to a Mets game and there's so Pete Alonso is the first baseman and he has the polar bear burger and it's like a tr- it's a very heavily truffled wow. burger. Okay, it's expensive burger. Yeah, I know they're very expensive, which is so I assume why they stole the pig the burger to find was, the truffle. Yeah, the burger was good. Does truffle taste good? It's 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 strong. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I think so. I mean, it's, it just tastes like itself, though. There's really no. The only other place I've seen it a lot is Action Bronson on his show would like all oh, truffle, and he would like waste the whole truffle on like a donut or something. Sure. I think on that episode, yeah, just obnoxious. But yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big on mushroom, but like the truffle, it's like it's it's adjacent. It's not. Ex- I, I don't know. I don't okay. have. I, I don't like have enough stuff like portobello. So maybe I would like it. But uh, and I also think. This movie dispelled the myth that you need the pig to find the truffle. If you just know the tree you're looking for... He says the wind tells you, right? Yeah. And some people probably have really acute sense of smell also down there and stuff. Well, also, what I liked about, you know, you were the the character Cage plays in this, Robin has, like, a photographic memory, like he says, and I think we watched the trailer when we got back. Like, he remembers every meal he cooks. It's in the trailer, too. He remembers every meal he cooks for every person. And he remembers exactly what the meal is. He remembers every person he served. And so he knows what to make. There's something so pure and joyous about him sniffing those ingredients as Mm -hmm. he was making that meal. He just seems to be in tune with food, both in finding it and in preparing it in a way that other people... And again, I think that goes back to what I was saying at the very, very top of the show. Find the things that bring you joy. Lean into them. Embrace them. If that's food, go for it. Like, just do that thing because it works or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, it brought him out of his uh, depression at the end, <laughs> out of his funk. What I did like is that there were, the, saved him. there were the three different parts, part one, part two, part oh, three, yeah, yeah. and each of them was basically subtitled like a recipe or a food that was going to happen in that thing, and Cage cooks in here, Alex Wolf cooks in here, mm-hmm. and then other people, they cook together, and then other people have food or whatever toward the end. Yeah, yeah. Very I do think good. the best scene, I think my favorite scene in this movie, though, when he's at that fancy Eurydice and he's yes. talking to the chef that he had fired yes. for overcooking pasta and he just makes this guy almost like cry because he's like, what was your dream? He's like, I don't remember. He's he, like, what was your dream? He you gives him a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him a nervous breakdown. And this guy like sold out, right? Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's successful, but he's not doing what he wanted to do. He's miserable. And in his head, he's like, well, the thing I want to do could never work, but it could. Why it not? Could. Yeah. yeah. Cage reminded him. That's right. You know, the guy got brought down by negativity in his life. And sure, he's got money, but yeah, is the he's, he is also not happy. And so I love that scene, too. That actor is really great. I wonder, you know, that scene and also like I think Alex Wolf's performance, because I only know him really from Hereditary. I know he's in other stuff and I know I've seen him in other stuff, but I think that kid's a great actor and I can you can feel Cage almost to use some food terms infusing energy into these other performances like sure. that guy at that restaurant the the chef that he breaks down like that was 
an amazing performance. Yeah. Like, so good. And my other favorite moment, I think, is at the beginning of the movie, and this is an actress, I don't know, I don't know who she is. She doesn't have a picture on IMDb. The first stop in finding the pig is they go to the local, like, food market or whatever. Yeah. Where I guess Alex Wolf brings the stuff to her. Some, there's some kind of, he has a connection there or whatever. And he's like, this is when he's just like, I'll do the talking, don't. And he's trying to explain. She's like, oh, you know, like, we're, we're looking for a pig or whatever. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, they took my, Kate's like, they took my pig. And she's like, those motherfuckers. <laughs> and it was just, it was so good because she's like so fired up. Like, I won't. And like, she knows exactly who it was. She brings them the tweakers or whatever. And yeah, just, yeah. but her like going from just like, I can't, I'm in, I'm working, stop bothering me to like, we need to fix this right yeah. now. Record scratch. Amazing. Yeah, really cool. Really great. Very, very sort of colorful characters just like in those moments. There's that other moment that's a really great scene. It's one, maybe two shots when he goes to pick up the baguette. And you can just feel like the yep. history between the two characters. They barely say a word, you know, and it's just so well done. Everything in the movies like that. And that scene in particular, like, because it feels like. For the first, I mean, it's probably true of every scene, but that's the first time you really feel like the wife is in the room with them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because they're talking about her. It's a restaurant that they maybe had worked at together, or owned together, or I got, whatever. Yeah, I got the sense that was Cage's restaurant, and when she passed, he left, and this person held on to the spot. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great go stuff. see Pig. Go see Pig. Oink oink. <laughs> I don't know what the next movie is going to be because we don't know. That's right. Might be this year, might not be this year. I genuinely don't know. But we got like 30 shows on the network. We've got the third of every month, third time to charm. The last Friday of every month, the monsters that made us every Tuesday, too fast, too forever, and every other Thursday, how to win the lottery. Those and are the four that's shows. Just between us. Yep. Yeah, and what I like about it, there's a new Cage fan born all the time so you could always you know sure you're always going back to watch the old movies though you know that's what i mean it's like someone who watched pig might find this episode sure go catch an older movie and listen to that episode so here's the thing so if somebody is listening to this they find pig and they've, they've never seen a Nicolas cage movie before where should they go from here interesting oh wait we gotta do other games we have other games i forgot vampire's We're... kiss no <laughs> wow no 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 don't go directly to... i would say go hit like moonstruck raising arizona valley girl something early to get a sense of like where he came from and then maybe come back and do more recent big hitters again like Joe and sort of work your way back sure I would also say you know it's mid-career but like go see Bringing Out the Dead yeah that's a high caliber performance there you go talking about Uncle Marty yeah easy answer here Four different tiers of Nicolas Cage movies. Good movie, crazy or fun, okay and unremarkable, or just 211, the absolute mm-hmm. worst of the worst. There's no question Very here. good. Just good movie. Yeah. I don't know that this is going to happen or not, but we're going to do the Cage Club movie bingo count. Yeah. All the things in the list. There are 73 things that happen in many Nicolas Cage movies. Boy, okay. Trying to find the most Nicolas Cage thing. This kind of feels like it goes against the thesis of our show, but... So it goes well, so we, far. We started this during the rewatch watch alongs with something yes. we needed some time to fill and something to do. So we came up and created the bingo. So we have here a Cage Club Podcast Network crossover. I don't think so. Foodie films. Yes, true. Okay, fine. <laughs> a woman is attacked. The pig. It is a think, she. I don't think that counts. Okay. Accentuating an oddly specific word. Pig. <laughs> okay. No, no. Adaptation, no. Airplane or airport, no. Attractive woman finds cage irresistible, no. Another movie plays in this movie. 
Oh, I couldn't. T- I don't. I don't think, think it does. so. I couldn't tell. Awkward sex scene. No bad accent. No bad CGI. No billiards or bowling. No cage compromises a woman. No. No. Thankfully. Cage cries. Yes. yes. Cage dies. No. no. Cage drinks alcohol. Yes. yes. Drinks the vino. Cage drives. Yes. Cage mm-hmm. eats. Yes. Cage freaks out. He's a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Freaks. Cage grunts. Might have been the pig. Okay. <laughs> Cage is a visible tattoo. No. no. In jail. Cage in jail. No. Nope. One thing you got very excited about, Cage is a producer, Saturn Films. I yes. know, right? When the when it came up, I was like, yes. Cage is exasperated, a broken man. Yes. On screen with an animal. Oh, yes. I think so. <laughs> uh, I think he might be. Cage on the phone. He asks for a phone. Do we see him actually use the phone? I don't believe so. No. Cage is shirtless. No. Top build in the credits. Yes. Laughs maniacally. No. No laughing in this movie. Cage shaves. No. Smokes or does drugs. No. Yeah. Stands on something weird. No. I don't think so. Starts running. No. Steals something. No. Stutters or hesitates. Not really. No. Nope. Voiceover. No. Cage wears a hat. Nope. No. Cage works out. No. His character has multiple names. No. No. But the guy's like, you didn't find out his full name or something he's called rob and robin but that's yep. just robin for short crazy eyes no dancing no. no you don't think he has crazy eyes in this movie when he's staring at him and all he says is my pig <laughs> all right looking Thanks. dancing no dramatic or tone dramatic tonal shift no elvis or the beatles no. no explosions no extreme facial expression i mean yeah he's very angry in this movie right like at times flashback no gambling no gif he didn't gamble but is the fight club gambling i guess that's gambling okay (laughs) gif worthy scene i mean just when he's sitting there with that little pig coming up i'm sure there's a gif of that already i mean not in that not in like a funny way but is that gonna be like a reaction like i guess like i guess a gif worthy scene is like a meme maybe i want my pig (laughs) sure okay gold no Although truffles are maybe the gold of food, but no. <laughs> Helicopter, no. Holiday setting, no. Las Vegas, no. Magic mysticism, no. Montage, no. New Orleans, no. New Nudity, no. Overreaction? No. Appropriate I, well, reaction. Yeah, everyone's acting appropriately. Overt sexism, no. Fruit like peaches or bunnies, no. no. Well, there's, no. there's food, but there's no fruit. It's amazing how many of these there are i can't believe how much red sports car no yellow sports yellow sports car he kicks religion or spirituality no unless food or religion school no singing no well the girl sings he doesn't at the end of tape his ex-wife on the oh that's fair i'll put that down someone makes a threat yes yeah the, the guy's dad right Someone plays a musical instrument? No. Yeah, the little boy had the. Oh, little... the hand, the hand pan. That thing is cool. Good memory. So I thought that was some, that's. I thought that scene was going to break bad in a oh, totally different way. I thought that was way. I thought that was like um, Flaming Star. Yeah. If you remember what happened with Elvis and Flaming Star and the neighbor's kid. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he just goes there, hangs out, and leaves. I guess he used to live there. Yeah. Someone returns from another cage film. I don't think so. No. Subtitles or non-credits text. I use title cards. Yeah. Part one, yeah. part two, part three. The beach. No. Time jump, no. No. Titular line spoken. He says pick a lot. <laughs> Twin Peaks connection, Pacific Northwest. Yep, that's going to say. Wacky wardrobe, no. War, no. X-Files connection, no. Not really. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I mean, they go everywhere. Pig 20, more cage than Willy's Wonderland, believe it or not. But of the six that we've done this for, it is our least cage other than Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, I think we might be falling out. That game might become a little obsolete down the line it seems like he isn't 
really repeating all that kind of stuff. So good, much. good, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Thank you for listening. Go to cageclub.me/shows to find out what was going on. Again, lots of shows going on. But for all things Cage Club, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Come back next time whenever it is for whatever it is, this year, next year, who knows. But check out cageclub.me slash shows for all the things that we're doing. And follow us on social and just keep in the loop about Cage things, all things Cage. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. Oink, oink. <laughs> Thank you.